Welcome back to the Getting Into Good Trouble podcast, where we go through the struggles to teach you the trouble. Each week, we find an active global protest to break down for you. On this week's episode, we're going to be discussing Iran's World Cup protest. I'm your host, Jacob Moran, and today I'm here with Hunter Reese, Audrey, and Maya. Hey, everyone. So the Iran citizens are using the World Cup to broadcast their anti-government and human rights protest movement to the world, hoping to gain more attention. Yes, these protests follow the death of Masa Amini, a 22-year-old woman that was held in police custody for wearing her hijab incorrectly and wearing skinny jeans. The government has been trying to cover up her death and play it off. Yeah, that really is sad, HR. And what I think is even more sad is that they've been killing people who are standing up for Masa Amini and starting to protest. And uh, most of these getting killed are women who are standing up for themselves. Exactly, Jacob. No one wants to be told how to dress or who and when to marry. We discovered through research that women are the ones who are organizing these protests, and men are joining in and helping them stand up for themselves. It's nice to see that this is a joint effort between both genders. What is not very nice to see is how many citizens are getting murdered. Hundreds of people died this year, and thousands have died in the past due to Iran's RII regimen, which they have faced for 44 years. This shows that Iran's government brutality is nothing new. No wonder the Iranian soccer players were shown refusing to participate in Iran's national anthem. It's because of this that Iran has threatened the players' families, and more currently, these threats have worsened as Iran just lost to the United States. Exactly, Maya. And we also learned that Iran almost verbally attacked the United States soccer players in an interview leading up to the Iran-USA match. Uh, They asked how it feels to represent a country dealing with its own police brutality problems. They only attacked the U.S. because the U.S. showed support for the protests happening in Iran. It is like Iran is just trying to justify their corrupt government by outing problems that the U.S.A. is facing. Honestly, Audrey, what is extremely fascinating is how Iranian citizens use the World Cup platform to broadcast their problem. What's more interesting is that the Iranian players are too. Protests have made their way from Qatar and have gained more attention. This is what actually scares me. The people protesting in Qatar are having pictures taken of them and are doing plenty of interviews. Our research shows that the Iranian government is exceptionally harsh with violators and protesters. I certainly hope these protesters' families will be okay. Yes, I do too. Hopefully all the soccer players' families will be okay. Something really interesting is how the Iranian citizens are cheering for Iran. I wonder if they're cheering for Iran and supporting Iran despite the protests. What do you guys think? You know what we need? We need someone with first-hand experience to help us out. All right, let's ask Nushin what she thinks. Um, no one I know, or or anyone for that matter, cheered for Iran uh, as hard as it was uh, for the game. And then in Iran, people um, went out in the streets and celebrated uh, the U.S. win um, because of how angry they were. Um, them not singing the national anthem, um, it is a good sign in general. We've had other sports teams do that in um, um, in other games, but it it seemed a little too late to do that. Um, and you know, they of course get paid still by the government. They still got high end cars. You know, it's waiting for them when they get home. Um, so it's they didn't exactly stand with the people. So people were not celebrating. Um, They would not have celebrated even if the team won um, and everyone was happy celebrating the U.S. team. Um, And I was 
you know, feeling the same. It it was sad not cheering for my own team. So as far as my own stance goes, um, I was happy for the U.S. to win. I was happy that Iran lost um, and them not singing the anthem. Um, it, it, it was a good move. I don't want to take credit away. But at the same time, there is a lot more that should have and can be done by them. All right, so Nushin is who we just interviewed, and she grew up in Iran and then moved to America when she was 17. However, some of her family still lives there. Next, she's going to tell us about her and her family's experiences. Can you speak more on how you've been arrested in the past and what that felt like? Yes, um, actually, I, I've been arrested multiple times when I lived there, but uh, one time specifically, I was um, actually out on the street with um three of my friends, two of whom were boys and were not allowed to be out with boys. Um, it was around like 8 p.m. and we got stopped by um, two guys on a motorcycle that looked like, and that's another thing that is very suffocating that you can't even question anyone, you can't ask for an ID. Anyone that kind of looks off to you can come up and just stop you and do whatever they want and you can't question it just because they have a long beard and they're wearing a black shirt. You know, if they fit the look, they can question you. Um, And that's what happened to us. Um, and they questioned, you know, how we're related. And we tried to run away, actually. Um, and a lady who was driving tried to save us. We jumped into her car, um, but she wasn't able to. They blocked her. They took us away to an unknown location. We didn't know where we are, um, you know, what's going to happen. And we could only hear guys getting beaten. Um, and me and my friend were crying just uh, it's the the most helpless feeling because you don't know where you are your family doesn't know where you are and you don't know what's gonna happen to you um, or if anyone will ever find out and they were telling us that soon it's our turn so that they just keep creating more and more fear in you and um, after a lot of begging, um, I was able to make a phone call to have someone at least take me home for the night. Um, and then my, uh, they gave me six months of prison, 80 lashes, um, and asked me to write a confession. And the confession was that they found me in a house, um, you know, sleeping with a guy and all of that, those are just major, major laws broken. I had to write that confession with my own handwriting and I was refusing. Um, So of course they get more angry and um, I was finally forced out of just fear to write that confession. Um, And this is honestly the smallest thing that could happen to 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 someone that gets mm-hmm. arrested like i got off easy i got off um you know without um without mu- that much consequences but there's people that um you know they're killing teenagers saying they committed suicide they rape you the things they don't want 
the a woman that's been arrested to them has committed some sort of sin and they don't want that woman to go to heaven they actually um, rape them before they execute them like a few hours before their executions they get raped and it's thinking about it even is the scariest thing and it's the most degrading like not only are you being executed for something you didn't do for a crime you didn't commit you are being raped by the people that are doing that to you and they call it their duty and they call it you know a duty to god and to their religion which is which makes it even more disgusting it's um it's very scary for girls um to to get arrested once you're arrested all of these things happen mm-hmm. constant rape and torture in these prisons because i think your dad mentioned that um your aunt was killed Um, And then also, if you could speak of how you got out of that situation as well. Yes, I, um, yes, we actually lost her. Um, She was out with um, her daughter. Um, It was um, one of the night protests and uh, her daughter ended up, uh, you know, chanting with, she, she had met a friend there out as well and they, ended up chanting and um, they were just in the middle and they get attacked. Um, so her mom um, go trying to save her and, um, you know, these guys just start beating her with a baton um, and, and she passed away and it's right in front of her daughter. Her daughter, um, she can't even speak right now. She doesn't talk to anyone. She's um, completely silent. Um, doesn't she can't even cry. It's uh, and I, I believe it's a, just a complete shock. And they um, after that they have just been um, threatening um, the whole family, not just her immediate family, everyone around her. That if you um, talk about this or you don't say that they, they told them to just say that she had a heart attack um so at first we thought it was a heart attack and it was out of nowhere so um they they threatened the whole family it's still i think we're still um i have talked about it i just don't mention names i don't mention last mm-hmm. names um just because bringing that much attention might be hard to each individual case and her daughter is 16 she's already been beaten she's already in a major shock lost her mother the way she did right in front of her own eyes we're trying to protect her um so we don't really um we talk about it constantly just not using names um and um it's it's very scary i every time i talk to my cousins um in iran i'm just scared for them because Mm -hmm. they're all going out they're all going out protesting they're um you know out every single day and it's just you you know you're holding your heart in your hand uh like the videos that we see going around is not even half of what's happening there because they don't really have good internet but Whenever I talk to them, it feels 
um, like a relief, but at the same time, I know the next day is going to be the same. Um, and I'm not there physically, but the, the anxiety and the depression that comes with this, even outside, I can't even imagine mm -hmm. how my family's feeling um, right in the middle of it. They're um, shooting at homes. You know, you could be just sitting at your home and uh, it actually happened to a four-year-old girl just recently. She was just playing on her balcony and got shot in the eye and got blind. It, it, it's just, um, there's so much that, uh, you know, and when you have family there, I worry about my cousins even when they're at home. All right, so today we're going to be talking about the uh, the uh, protests in Iran, uh, basically, uh formulated around the World Cup, and this is one of the biggest uh, protests uh, years following. We've ever seen, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good that um, the outcome that they wanted from the World Cup actually happened. Like, they mm -hmm. wanted it to get big, and it did. Well, so speaking on that a little bit is basically going into the World Cup, um, they were playing different countries and they wanted to use it since it's such like a globally watched um game they wanted to <laughs> use it to draw the attention from the world and since then you know you've just seen so many people like tuning in to what's really happening there all the protests and i think it's really starting to make a difference yeah they were super successful th with that yes and we uh and we do know that uh following the death of Masa Amini, that's what's really uh, triggered all this off and, and caused all this to happen uh, because basically what happened, uh, because she was wearing her hijab cor incorrectly and she was wearing skinny jeans, which is something that they were did, did not allow, uh, we know that she was uh, beaten to death and killed by the government. But the government is trying to cover that up, and we all know that they did it. So that's what's really making people angry because... You know, this is what's starting the protests. Is why, it's why people are trying to, you know, fight back. To yeah. Yeah. So the thing is, I mean, the government has had control over Iran for years and years, almost fifty years in the making, where they just haven't had much freedom and haven't had, you know, much anything. A lot of government brutality, but it hasn't been anything compared to what we're seeing now. But there's always been protests, but just after the death of Masa Amini, you can just see, like, a revolution start to form. Is yes. People are finally, like... Standing up for yeah, themselves. Yeah, exactly. It was, like, 44 years, right? That's what we yeah. learned. Yeah, according really to the research. What's really interesting, it's we discovered through our research that um, not only are women joining in on these protests, but men Good are, children. too. And, and children. Yeah. And, and students, too. It's really cool, actually. Yeah, there, I mean, there's lots of, you know, female students marching the streets and even participating in protests within schools trying to make their them see For and sure. make a difference. And the children reading, are the ones yeah, knocking yeah. off the turbans. That's what I was going to say. I was reading that um, the uh, children and others were going around to government officials and they were, like, knocking off the um, the head covers, right? Yeah. And that is super risky. The World I mean, Cup and, 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 and things like uh, live broadcasts is a stage to show, like, for example, what you were just saying, when you saw her cutting her hair on, like, you know, live TV, they're using the World Cup as a stage to show others, like, by not, participate, not, by not participating in the national anthem, which is what um, the Iran players 
were doing. But now they're receiving backlash from the government on that because the government's mm-hmm. like threatening to kill, kill their, their families. Yeah, kill like, their, families. their families. So I think that's what's really scary because even on all Very. those websites we re- read and did our research, like the people they interviewed all wanted to stay anonymous because they were yes. in, they were scared of the government, which shows you just how scary the government is in Iran. And from Iran. looking at all this, you know, researching, things like that, watching TikToks, you really don't know what is coming next for the backlash. Exactly. Like what you were saying. It's so current mm-hmm. that it's it's really interesting because we're talking about this one day, but the next day it could be a whole new story. Exactly. Especially with the players. Like, we don't know what will happen to them or is to their families. They've been receiving, like, lots of threats. And also, we, we did learn that they're also being told, like, you know, they're doing the thing, like, who to marry, right? Like, they're yeah. kind of being forced, and yeah. no one wants that. All right, well, if you like what you heard, make sure to check out more of our podcast and episode on Spotify. And make sure to also check out our social media, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks, guys.